get on the grid. I got great news, guys. Oh! It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 Thanks, Yang. Hey, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your Sports Grid News and betting update. Get on the grid, everybody. The Atlanta Braves magic number down to one, and it was a historic win to boot. Atlanta just trimming Philly 5-4 to four this afternoon, and 21-year-old Rana Acuna Jr. hit his 40th dinger. Becomes the second youngest player to hit 40 home runs in MLB history. He's also just 30 stolen bags away from an elite 40-40 club. Soroka the win, Nola the loss, Melanson, he gets the saves for the Braves. Boston trimmed San Fran 5-4, to four. Rodriguez taking the win, Bumgarner the loss. Workman gets the save, and Xander Bogarts led the way. Three RBI in the win for the Bo Sox. Pittsburgh and Seattle, man, the Mariners sweep away the Pirates with a 6-5 to five win in 11 innings. And a big game going on in Milwaukee, San Diego, playing them in the Brewers' lead right now. One to nothing, bottom three. The MLB has placed Yankees pitcher Domingo Herman on administrative leave under the MLB joint MLBPA domestic violence policy. The 27-year-old has been now placed on the restricted list. An official from the commissioner's office saw her man slap his girlfriend in a public setting during an argument. The Yankees have uh, signed right-hander Michael King to replace him on the 25-man roster. MLB games on tap and betting lines for tonight. 635 action. Angels and Yankees. Yankees minus 280. Total 9. Heaney versus Tanaka. 705. Toronto. Big comeback last night. Minus 25 at Baltimore. 10.5. K versus Yanoa. 715 action. Detroit at Cleveland. Indians minus 360. 8.5. Norris and Clevenger. St. Louis at Chicago. Pick them. Seven is your total, Flaherty and Hendricks. And at 740, last game of the night, Casey at Minnesota. Twins, minus 260, 10 and a half. Montgomery versus Gibson Guitars. Jalen Ramsey doesn't mind suiting up for the Jags tonight, but sources telling ESPN's Josina Anderson, the cornerback, doesn't anticipate being a Jaguar by Sunday. Tons of teams have been blowing up Jacksonville phone lines inquiring about a potential deal for Ramsey. So far, these reported teams, Casey, Philly, Baltimore, Oakland, Minnie, and Seattle all made substantial inquiries about the two-time Pro Bowler. NFL Thursday night or 8:20 kickoff. Those Jags in action, hosting Tennessee. The Titans laying one and a half on the road. Low total, 38 and a half money line. Titans minus 125. Jags plus 105. First quarter line. Titans minus a half total, seven flat. First half line. Titans minus a half total, 17. It gets worse for the 0-2 Panthers. Cam Newton missed his second straight practice today, and he nurses that mid-foot sprain with very little progress made. Newton now appears totally doubtful and unlikely to be medically cleared for week three versus Arizona. The former MVP was spotted in that walking boot on Wednesday. He suffered the third injury in the preseason, and he re-aggravated it in week number two versus Tampa Bay last Thursday night's game. It looks more and more like second-year undrafted quarterback Kyle Allen will get the call. He played in two games last season and threw two touchdown passes in a week 17 win over the Saints. He can still play, but AB has lost some big money in endorsements. Nike has just ended its sponsorship with the controversial and outspoken wide receiver Antonio Brown. Brown, due to all his off-field drama, lost an endorsement deal with another helmet manufacturer as well, Zenith. Daniel Jones will have a weapon back when he makes his NFL regular season debut this Sunday at Tampa Bay. Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard is expected to clear concussion protocol, according to head coach Pat Shermer. Sure, uh, Shepard missed the week two loss to Buffalo, but practiced in a non-contact jersey on Wednesday. He was uh, relied on as Jones' top target against the Bucks because Golden Tate still has two more games to serve for that PEE suspension. Miami Dolphins making a switch at quarterback. Josh Rosen will get the start versus Dallas. Fitzy, you're now the number two guy. We got a huge signing in the NHL. Ottawa Senators locking up one of the league's top young blue liners. 
Thomas Shabbat, eight years, $64 million. The 22-year-old made him the fifth-highest-paid defenseman in the league. He has 14 goals and 55 points for a bad Ottawa team last year in 70 games. WNBA playoffs, L.A. at Connecticut, 6.30 tip. Connecticut minus one and a half, total 162. Suns up one nothing in that series. 8.30, Vegas at Washington. Washington minus 10, total 178. Mystics lead one nothing there. College action football tonight. Houston Cougars at Tulane. Tulane minus five, total 57. Golf action, round one of the Sanderson Farms in a rain delay. But Tom Hoagie Sandwich, my Thursday warrior, he leads right now at eight under with a 64 European tour. Uh, we got uh, another Thursday warrior on the card. England's Matt Wallace, hopefully he can hold on for me. Leads at minus seven after the first round. All the stars there in England. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morenci hosts Red Heat and Rage Radio live from the Sports Grid studio at the Meadowlands. We'll talk football with our buddy Will Capper in hour one. It's hour one of Red Heat and Rage on Sports Grid, and it's coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage has begun. Hi, I'm Marenzi at the Sports Grid Studios. The countdown is on Thursday night uh, football. It might not be the most glamorous uh, matchup, uh, but we're going to be betting it uh, anyway, so we can bitch about it or we can break it down and handicap it. Uh, Whale Capper will step up, and it's a good thing we have a smart guy like Whale Capper to help us out with such a difficult game because Whale Capper is a very smart man. Uh, Ricky Sanders, also very sharp. Ricky Sanders will join us. We'll talk some DFS uh, tonight. We'll correlate that uh, with the props. I've been looking at the props uh, all day long, uh, actually, and uh, I still like a few of these that are up on the board uh, right now. The Raging Redhead Cam Store. What's up, Cam? What's happening, Gabe? Uh, Good start to the day. Just rode the, the fade Pittsburgh train. Seattle sweeps away Pittsburgh as a dog, so a good start to the day. Hopefully the ponies will go well. And uh, I, I, you say put your money where your mouth is, Gabe. I've been thinking about this game long and hard tonight. I did the four-banger teaser. Jacksonville under, Jacksonville over, Tennessee over, Tennessee under. A four-banger, buddy. I'm on all. Everything. Middle job. <laughs> Wow. That's how we're attacking it. Looking yeah. for the hard. middle job. And yeah, only 50, 60 this, bucks. But you know what? This game I think this feels game, like it, uh, it. Yes. It feels uh, cold, close, very close. And uh, has a middle field. get over 31, 31 and a half. I think we can get there, Gabe. I think it's a uh, middle job. Yeah. Tonight's game. Hoping for everything to come in. Yeah. Totals are, are difficult in a National Football League. Guys. They are. A lot of times the games that are supposed to be high scoring aren't. The games that are supposed to be low scoring end up opening up. Um, last year they played to the unders. You know, well, they split actually. It was 9 6 and uh, 30 to 9. And uh, the total was 30 to uh, 37 and a half when it was 30 to 9. So that game actually did go over. That was the game, I don't know if you remember, but Derrick Henry went off uh, that yep. night for 238 yards. Uh, He was running people over. He ran for like an 80-yard touchdown or so. He's had success against this Jacksonville uh, Jaguar team uh, in the past. You're going to get a a desperate uh, Jags uh, team uh, this evening. And uh, I was thinking this game's in Jacksonville. I couldn't help but think of our boy Tony Sincata, who I haven't seen online uh, recently, actually. I was thinking Tony's in Jacksonville, actually. I, I wonder if he's going to the game tonight. 
I don't know, Gabe. I think Tony uh, kind of more stays in his realm and does his thing. And, you know, he does a lot of betting. I remember he told us he used to go to the local bar and have some shrimps and a, a couple gold ones. But I don't think Tony ventures too far from his domicile. Uh, no, he gets out. He's a stand-up comic now. Really? Uh, he's That's in, uh, I'm sure they're like very offensive jokes as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, I yeah, bet they yeah. are. Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> I'm sure. That's the best. Sure, very, very offensive. <laughs> he had material that couldn't be on our show. I want to see what his stand-up act like. I bet it's amazing. Yeah, exactly. He, he didn't hold back. Very rare I've ever done shows with people where I'm cringing and going, oh, dear God, yes, this guy's, like, this guy's gonna get us in trouble. Like. <laughs> hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. All right, game time decisions continues. Sports Grid Studios with the FanDuel Sportsbook, the Meadowlands. With Thursday night football this evening in AFC South uh, tilt uh, tonight. Uh, Titans took both games uh, last year, 9-6 and 30-9. Without further ado, uh, let's bring in uh, Whale Capper uh, right now. So we can get right down to business. Thanks for joining us, Whale Capper. How are you doing today? Oh, fantastic. Happy football Thursday. Let's, uh, Let's get into this card. Yeah, that's it. You know, people complain about the game. I said earlier we can complain about the game, but we all know we're betting the game. Uh, so instead of complaining about it, let's uh, let's break it down. And as I mentioned, so Tennessee, to me, Tennessee are a pretty good road team. We saw that in week one against the Cleveland Browns. There's a saying in hockey, and Cam knows it, about uh, teams, they tend to play smarter on the road. They talk about playing Definitely. a smart road game. And, you know, they stick to fundamentals. They don't do anything crazy. And in football, it's sort of the same thing. When teams get home, they feel the pressure, especially coming off a win. I sort of like the the situation for Tennessee coming off of a loss. But it is it's a division rival. It's a short week game. You're going to have a desperate Jacksonville uh, Jaguar uh, team here tonight. Uh, what do you look in? Uh, what do you think about this game when you look at it, Will Capper? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a tight line. Uh, I would say the um, the side to lean is definitely Tennessee here, and I agree with all your points. Uh, if you look, take a step back and you look at what we've seen in the NFL this season to this point, um, home field advantage hasn't meant much really at all. In fact, uh, road teams are uh, covering the spread at about a sixty nine percent clip so far, which is pretty crazy because. In years past, we've seen that home field has mattered early in the season. Um, Also, in years past, we've seen home field has mattered a lot on Thursday Night Football. Um, But, uh, lo and behold, two two for two this year, uh, the the road dog has won outright on Thursday Night Football. Uh, So, we're kind of in this weird sort of transition in the NFL overall where home field is mattering a lot less. Um, and I don't think the market is really caught up to it at this point. I don't think, you know, like you look at this line um, and the way these teams are rostered, and you look at the fact that Jags are on their backup quarterback with a pretty, uh, you know, pretty, 
pretty unimpressive uh, offensive um, offensive skill position unit overall. Um, don't think much of Fournette. Don't you know? Don't love their receivers and tight ends. Uh, and yeah. you wonder, okay, are these teams really you know a, a point and a half apart? Uh, you know, are they really uh, you know that this 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 close? Uh, and where they're at psychologically too. Yeah, for sure. Where they're at in the room and as well. I, you know, like Jacksonville, almost yeah. nearly a lost season already, Well, Capper, right? It's 0-2. Foles is hurt. Ramsey's fighting with Marone. Marone's definitely on thin ice right now. If you're in that Jag room, you're thinking, oh, God, this here we go again. This is last year all freaking over again. You got Gardner Minshew walking around like a porn star with his shirt open and these mustaches. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, he's completing 78% of his passes, but they're all thinking ducks. Yeah, as in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's not stretching Thinkin the field. If you, and if you're Tennessee, they always lose to Indianapolis as well. That's just one of those division rivals. They always lose. They found a way to lose as well. But if you're for Tennessee, you feel pretty good about yourselves. You know what I mean? You're right in this mix of yeah. this division. You can beat Jacksonville uh, tonight. You'll be 2-1. and one. I like Derrick Henry. Last year he went off for 238 yards against the Jags uh, in this spot on a Thursday nighter, uh, if you recall. And as you mentioned, just the, the I like the coach better and Mike Vrabel. Uh, you know, Doug Marone's just hoping that no one punches him in the face right now. You know, Mike Vrabel at least is coming in here. Mike Vrabel's a good coach. Tennessee have good, um, you know, good roster. I like the skill position players. You know, it's Marcus Mariota just hang the football off. And so let's get into the props here. Derrick Henry, the prop was seventy-three and a half rushing yards, up to seventy-four and a half. He's gone over this number in both games. Well, Capper. Um, yeah, and you know, on, on top of game, on top of that, ball, he uh, he was amazing. Uh, he was amazing against these guys last year. You remember that game? He was incredible. Oh yeah, it, 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 yeah, he, three touchdowns. Uh, you know his. Oh, it was incredible. And you know, I, I would expect uh, I would expect Henry carries the load tonight for Tennessee. I would I would I would only look at a rushing prop really because nothing I've seen from Mariota right now is inspiring me that he's healthy. Nothing I'm seeing from Mariota would inspire me that he can carry them exactly. through the passing game. Uh, I would look almost entirely for for Derrick Henry to be the bell cow uh, and uh, to to get it done because you know the Jags Jags don't have a very good run defense at all. Uh, they were giving up gay or they were getting gashed by, you know, LaShawn McCoy, who was cast off by the Buffalo Bills uh, in week one for the, uh, you know, for the Chiefs. They couldn't they couldn't stop the Chiefs when they were trying to come back in that game at home down in that uh, second half. They, they had no chance of stopping the run. So Derrick Henry should be able to kind of set the tone tonight and then he should put this team away. The 84 yards in one game, 82 yards in the other, 19 carries in week one. 15 carries only last week, which I don't understand because he averaged 5.5 yards a, a rush. You, you got to get this guy the ball. The more you give him the ball, the, you know, he's just going to rack it up and wear you out as the game uh, goes on. But he's got a touchdown in both games uh, as well. Should, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, dial up uh, right now, see what the number is for Derrick Henry to get in the end zone this evening. But his rushing prop is uh, 74 and a half uh, yards. I like that to the over. And it's 17 and a half carries. So he had 19 carries week one, 15 carries week two. I think he gets the ball a lot tonight. I, I do. I think they're going to pound the rock. Yeah. You mentioned Fournette. His rushing prop is 70 and a half. He hasn't topped 67 yet this year. Fournette is you know, a hard running back uh, to trust here. But have you, t- yeah, have you taken a look at any of the props tonight, Will Capper? 
Uh, I like all of your looks there. Uh, I would look for a, for a Fournette under. Uh, you know, the, the, the Fournette uh, ex- experiment here, going up and drafting him at the very top of the first round was a disaster. This is, uh, this is not the guy that you want to build your offense around. He is not a guy that can carry the load for this team. He's way too often injured, and he goes down way too easily. He's basically, you know, you, you have in Derrick Henry as a running back for Tennessee, a player they thought they were getting in Fournette, this dynamic, you know, athlete slash physical force who could dictate the game. Uh, Fournette is not ever going to be that. And, you know, the, unfortunately, the Jags have no other choice because you look across their wide receiver uh, depth chart, you look at their tight end depth chart, it's a disaster. No, They don't have a pass-catching uh, unit here. And Gardner Minshew, as you mentioned, is the dink and dunk champ. You know, he's, he's completing lots of passes, but most of those yards he got in week one were at yards after the catch uh, from a defensive unit in Kansas City that wasn't great at tackling. Last week, uh, you know, the I, I thought the last Last week, the Jags should have won that game. Uh, they, you know, if they had converted a couple of defensive scoring opportunities, which they, which were there, uh, I think the Jags win that game outright. And there's nothing to really write home about the uh, the Texans' defense at all, uh, especially their pass defense. And yet Gardner Minshew really couldn't get it done against that unit. Now you're going up against this Tennessee Titans, uh, you know, secondary, which is loaded, loaded with talent, top to bottom. You know, they they can throw five cornerbacks and safeties out there on the field and, and just make you know make it absolutely hell for you just ask baker mayfield and you know i would expect that uh, that this is a pretty one-sided affair tonight the tennessee titans look pretty obviously like the right side uh and uh you know the the under has gotten most of the attention in this game i think that's probably kind of the the volume is really dictating that move to the uh to keep you know dropping 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 i don't see an edge at all in the total i think tennessee uh, can pretty much set their number here because if things go sideways, if, if they're getting beat down by, you know, just this physical attack, uh, you know, led by Derrick Henry, I could see it entire. I can entirely see a scenario where they wave the white flag on defense. Uh, Cam. Yeah, I was going to say guys, just, you know what I mean? Cause uh, we're the get along gang. Just want to play devil's ad- advocate for a bit. So Jacksonville, they're owing to right guys. But Kansas City just outgained them by 63 yards. That's pretty impressive. When you look at what Kansas City does to other teams, they usually outyard them by like 150 yards. Last week, the Jags outgained the Texans in Houston. They were a little bit unlucky in that game. 0-2, desperate at home. I don't know, Whale Capper. To me, I think it's going to be a real, real, you know, slug them out. I think the line's where it is. I think the last field goal probably wins. But I want to ask you this. Gabe's all over the Henry prop, which I agree with. Have you guys seen the first quarter total in this game? Seven. One oh, touchdown, you push. That. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Go That's over that. Gabe, yeah. the total's 37 and a half in the first quarter, seven. That's unbelievable. I can't disagree with an over seven. <laughs> seven. You know me, seven. I've never let an, uh, met an over I didn't like. Yes, yeah, seven. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> One touchdown. Push. I actually think there's going to be more points than people think tonight. here tonight, too. I will take. Are you ready for the nation's first and only? Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day. Here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid.
What's up with this, huh? I know. I was saying. Was this a night at the Rock? Was this like Glory Estefan or something? No, 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 but you got to baby, do that conga. You got to come on, well. shake your congo. Do your... Yeah, what is conga. Hey. Man, like we were like, I was, we I was really starting to do the answer to that. Tunes here, guys. Like, oh, oh, I was starting to do the answer to that. That was like Miami Sound Machine. Yeah, that's all good, gang. Like you can dance. You can dance. I was actually busting a yeah, move yeah. until you, like, you spoiled the moment there, yeah, not said, liking the song, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, I, was bust a, I was about to bust a move right now, eating, do a man? split in the like back sandwich. I was gonna do a backspin. I can hear you chewing. Yeah, I can hear you like chewing and stuff. Were you eating a sandwich or something? Nah, they, uh, Greg bought some uh, pretzels, so yeah, I'm kind of been Pretzel? munching on one. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. Like, yeah. like if you're gonna grab the mic, like why don't you wait till you finish eating the pretzels? All right, thank you, Yang. You got it, buddy. Uh, God. All right, th- thank you. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, yeah, great times. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, eating some pretzels. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the song sucks. The music sucks. And that's a real problem. I just don't have time to, like, send an email about this with a whole new playlist. Like, I'm going to snap, man. I'm going to snap soon. Like, this morning, you guys played Janis Joplin. Like, what is this? Like, Woodstock? It's like, I, it's the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. I get it. But, like, like really? Like, we're playing Brancy songs that are 50 years old. Yeah. Like 52 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to meet Bobby McGee. No, you right? don't. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me? Buy me a Mercedes Benz. Uh, all right, let's, uh, okay, so Will Capper <laughs> likes Tennessee tonight. Pretty, uh, sounds like he's uh, he's down. So like uh, he's let, let's move on uh, to the rest of the card. Interesting card uh, this week, uh, Will Capper. Uh, you know, Baltimore and Kansas City, a very big game. Let me throw this Rams-Browns game at you. Great place um, it seems like, you know, it's it's interesting because the mainstream, yeah, the people, it seems like the public are down on the Rams all the time. Carolina's going to beat them in week one. Saints are going to get, it's the big revenge spot. And I know that Drew Brees got hurt, but I'm not so sure it would have been any different anyways. The Rams win football games, and one thing about Sean McVay, he's absolutely lethal on the road. It's crazy. People don't really talk about it, but the Rams are like, like are like dominant on the road, but the odds makers. I was surprised yeah. this game wasn't like a pick'em. I was actually surprised to see the Rams lay three here in this spot. This is Cleveland's like Cleveland handled business against backup of backups of backups against the Jets, and Adam Gase couldn't coach his way out of a uh, jack in a box. Uh, <laughs> now this to me is the first pressure game for Cleveland. You like that, Will Capper? Yeah. Yeah, Jack Pressure game. Besides their home opener, which they didn't deal well. You know, we're talking about Sunday night football. That's the new marquee game. They have a team that's used to playing in big games, rolling into town. What do you make of the Rams and the Browns game? Oh, yeah. Rams absolutely. Rams absolutely ought to be favored in this one. And I agree with you. They just find a way to win. Uh, I would look for, um, you know, I mean, I, I would look, I think the, 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 the sharp players saw this open at uh, Rams minus one and a half and they gobbled it. They beat this number up to three uh, and that's a pretty fair number. I don't think it should close on the other side of three, although I do think the, uh, uh, the Rams win this one pretty comfortably because there's just, there's a lot of issues going on in Cleveland right now. 
Uh, starts with the head coach. I think uh, we expected as we went into this season that Freddie Kitchens was going to have kind of a learning curve. Uh, obviously kind of got promoted up pretty quickly. Uh, did a great job as an offensive coordinator for a portion of last season uh, after previously being the running backs coach. And then all of a sudden he's now thrust into being kind of the leader of the squad. And, and, uh, and also, oh, by the way, you also have to coordinate the offense. And I thought they made a good hire in, uh, in bringing in Todd Monk into, you know, to be the offensive coordinator. Um, but they are running a lot of 11 personnel, which is fine if you have three dynamic wide receivers. The problem is the Browns right now only have one. Uh, Beck, Odell Beckham Jr. is the only guy who's consistently running good routes, the only guy who has any chemistry with Baker Mayfield. Jarvis Landry really can only run routes when the field is, is relatively is shallow. He is not a deep guy, and Joku's out. Um, yep. You know, they, they had a, a kind of a budding star in wide receiver in, in Rashad Higgins, uh, and uh, and he's been out for all of this season to this point with an injury, and, you know, he come insert him back into this offensive lineup, and they can get away with running 11 personnel, and they can be more dynamic. But as it is now they you know they they're not able to really keep the defense honest they're not able to kind of open up space for their running back in Nick Chubb uh and so it's you know just overall they're they're just out of sync and it's going to take probably a couple more weeks before they really find their form and unfortunately for them they're going to have they're going to take some L's between now and then when that when that's happening I personally played the under on this one uh when it was a little bit higher it's that number has gotten destroyed uh, opened up at like 51. It's already down to 50, 47 and a half, which is kind of kind of nuts. Uh, I, if that goes down anymore, I'm gonna have to think about coming back on the middle because, you know, this is this is still it's it's still kind of a dynamic offense on the other side of the field with the Rams, uh, and you could have some garbage time points here if if the Rams are kind of you know ahead by you know double digit scores for for a good portion of this game. Um, but you know this is not a great matchup, and and the the Browns are hurting. Browns are missing a lot of pieces. Uh, looks like they might be without their key defensive tackle in Okunobi. Uh, and uh, they uh, two two of their uh, cornerbacks showed up on the injury list uh, on this week in, in Denzel Ward and, and, and Williams. Uh, this is a problem for them. They're going to have their hands full on, on Sunday night. And I think the, uh, uh, the Rams put this team away pretty comfortably. And, you know, I would, I would look for, um, you know, I still think the is a good play, although it's, it's, again, the number is long gone. Uh, but uh, but the Rams should cover this three. <laughs> I can't help but chuckle. There's a dude just beating the crap oh, out of the table him. after every horse race. I, here. I, I, I don't know if you guys can hear him. <laughs> I thought he was smashing stuff. I'm like, no, guys hit the paper game. Like, come on, come on home, buddy. But he was going nuts. Like, I thought uh, I thought he put somebody through a wall. That was no, loud, no, he. Man. It sounds like a backyard. Wow. He waits till after the race, and then he starts then he smacking goes. the table after he doesn't win. I got to talk low. He's he's like a big, like, angry grandpa <laughs> type. Like, you can tell, like, after a couple of drinks. He's like, killer. <laughs> hey, Will Capper, this place is like a mental institution, bro. Like, really, I feel like I'm like Jack Nicholson. Like, this is like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. You, you, like, uh, you hang around in a racetrack in a metal end 10 hours a day, bro. <laughs> Nurse <laughs> right next to these insane guys. All right, anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. So what about what about the uh, what about the uh, the Ravens and the Chiefs game? It was oh, seven. It came game. down to six. So obviously somebody liked the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, this is the game of the week by far. Great stuff. Because uh, you know you got the Patriots and you got the Chiefs. And to me, the Ravens are like that one team that can sort of beat either one of them on any given Sunday. 
they're dynamic oh, as totally well. Agree. Lamar Jackson just gets better each week. Yeah, Andrews is, you know, he's got weapons, his confidence. Harbaugh's a great coach. They're right in the mix of Baltimore. I think they can go toe-to-toe. I look at this like a fight, man. Bam, bam, going back and forth. And to me, it's whoever has the ball last wins. You know, I'm looking at the points oh, in this it. football I, game. I love that take. Love that take. I'm on the I'm on the uh, Ravens as well. Um, I think they are absolutely going to give the Chiefs everything they've got. They uh, they match up well. Uh, the Chiefs' defense is their Achilles' heel. Um, obviously, their offense. There's really there's only one way to stop the Chiefs' offense, and that's to keep them on the uh, keep them on the sidelines. If you limit Pat Mahomes's um, his reps, his you know his his number of chances, then uh, you're not he's not going to let him hit home runs. Like you know, great best best way to keep uh, Barry Bonds from hitting a home run was to intentionally walk the guy. Like you literally have to keep Mahomes on the sidelines, <laughs> or he's going to yep. kill you, kill you going deep. Uh, and, and so it's it's you look at the Ravens and what they've got. Um, they have uh, you know the ability to play keep away. They can they can they can get you with the physical running attack. And and oh by the way, through two games this season they've we've they've shown they've proven they've they've given you all the evidence you need to know that you have to respect the deep ball uh because lamar jackson is throwing extremely extremely well precision passes deep uh marquee you know hollywood brown can get open and lamar jackson can dial it in and hit him uh so that opens things up for this uh rushing attack i think to to kind of give us a look we haven't seen from the ravens this year but we know they're capable of uh and i think they're going to absolutely absolutely be in this game even if uh you know, even if the Chiefs get the ball first, put a little pressure on the Ravens by going up seven nothing or something like that. This this Ravens team is going to score. They are they have the capability. They can get to thirty points. We absolutely know it. And uh, you know they've done it against tougher defenses in the Lamar Jackson era to this point. Uh, and they uh, they are absolutely dangerous in this game. And um, you know they're dangerous in the AFC. I agree with hundred percent with your point. You know the, this is it seems like a two horse race here with the Pats and the Chiefs, but uh, but the Ravens are a sneaky, sneaky team that can get the better of either of those teams on the right day. Uh, Cam, we got about two minutes. You got a game you want to hit? Yeah, I was just going to ask Will Capper two questions. They're both 22-point spreads. Do you have any vibe on uh, the, the Jets, Patriots, or <laughs> Dolphins, Cowboys? Rosen starting now. And the other game I want to know, what backup quarterback do you think oh. has a chance to cover this week? You're on the clock there, Will Capper. What do you like? Backup quarterback, I like uh, Mason Rudolph a lot. I like the I like the Steelers to get this cover. Um, there's a couple yep. things going for them. We saw the the Steelers kind of flip the switch uh, when Roethlisberger went out, and uh, the offensive coordinator kind of called the offense that is, um, you know, instead of kind of leaning heavily on the shotgun, instead of you know expecting Roethlisberger to just figure out, you know, not get sacked and make a play deep into the you know deep into the play clock. Uh, instead of that, they went with uh, more of a play action focused attack. Yep. It was a new look for the Steelers that frankly good. we haven't seen. Uh, yeah, he did, and you know, and, and they they should they should be able to put some pressure on the Niners. The Niners coming off of two big wins, uh, you know, they're going to be you know having read their headlines all week and thinking about how great they are. They're they're they're, they're due for a little bit of a tough contest here. The uh, the two twenty two point spreads. Oh my God! Like it's just a sad state of affairs we are in the NFL right now that we're in week three. And we have two teams that are that are that far, you know, that are that far out there. It's just an embarrassment. Whale capper. Always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks for coming. I believe.
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. All right, thank you, gang. On this day, September the 19th, <clears throat> 1990, <clears throat> Goodfellas was released. Ooh. The movie Goodfellas, great movie. One of my uh, one of my favorites, yet I used to always sort of debate, Cam. I was like, yeah, you got Goodfellas, and then Casino came after. But i got to be honest, uh, I actually prefer Casino uh, more than like Goodfellas, that. ultimately. Maybe because it's the gambling Five thing. Pools. Maybe because it's Vegas exactly. and stuff, right? Like, they're both great, you, right? It's the same cast. They are. I mean, it's the same producer. Same. Like, I think if you pull, it's people, about the same gang, too, as well. I would say Goodfellas, Gabe, would probably be about eighty to twenty. I like the fact that you're on kind of the more underrated movie. I like Casino just as much. So I'm with you. I think they're both great. Like, when they're on, I'll watch them both. But I like the gambling uh, elements, too. Great, yeah. Great, great flicks. Great flicks, both of them. Kind of like comparing to hot women. You know, they're both beautiful uh, in their own way. Let's see what better. happens. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What is better, Goodfellas or Casino? Let's see what happens when people, stuff pops I guarantee up people. Goodfellas, Goodfellas is going to be the better one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Goodfellas no is bigger. It's a lock. But it's funny, the first thing I see here right away, highonfilms.com, uh, Casino is better than Goodfellas. Wow, that shocks me. Here's the debate. Says, uh, see, I like what they said. This guy says, yep, they're two of the, both of the greatest, most entertaining, and most riveting uh, movies about gangster to ever put to screen, both by the same incredible director. But I would wager that Scorsese's follow-up, Casino, is better than the sibling Goodfellas. I'd even go as far as to claim that The Departed and The Wolf of Wall Street. All right, that, that's a little far. Yeah, uh, nah, Goodfellas is great, <laughs> but I, I've never seen The Wolf of Wall Street, though. I have I good movie. I can't comment on it. I've never you seen should it. really watch it. I'm not going to say it's the best movie of all time, but it's a very good movie. Leonardo DiCaprio does a great job. Yeah, based on a true story, just absolute swindler, swindlers and hustlers, Gabe, you know, with investments. They'd make stocks tank and then make a lot of money on the side. They used to have contests like how far can you throw a midget and, you know, she give a chick money to shave her head. You know, here's 10,000 bucks. <laughs> it was just basically they turned their, their Wall Street office into like just a, an absolute gong show with like carnivals and hookers and cocaine. And yeah, it's a pretty crazy movie about the guy's life, man. He lived hard, played hard, made a lot of money and, and lost it. Got too greedy. Good film. You should watch it. I saw on National Geographic Channel, you know, you like the uh, you like the datelines and stuff. I like yep. the uh, the documentaries on the mob. <laughs> yeah, they're aw- oh yeah, and, they're uh, awesome. Yep. They have like some serious ones. Yeah, but like where the mob actually talks, like the one with the Franzese and stuff. Franzese, where like he actually told his own story. Like, he told, like, it was him. Like, it wasn't just, like, recreated. He actually interviewed. It's the only interview he's ever done. It was Inside the American Mob, it was called. And um, I saw one the other day, and it was on the New York guys. 
and it was all basically about this guy, Tony Spilatro. Tony Spilatro is like the real-life Joe uh, Pesci in, the, in these yeah. movies. Like, basically, it was the real life. Like, it's the same story. Like, that's what people don't realize. Like, Casino and Goodfellas, the same people. Like, in real life, even. Like, a lot of those gangsters and stuff, they got sent out to Vegas, right? <laughs> like, Spilatro, like, you know, he was actually from Chicago, but he got sent out to Vegas. So it was all, like, sort of that, you know, the, the crossover between uh, everybody. I'll ask people, but, you know, Jordan Kovacs raises a very good point as far as an underrated uh, piece of cinematography, the classic movie, Showgirls. <laughs> Elizabeth Berkeley. Oh, yeah. Great movie. That's right. Yeah, from Saved, from Saved by the Bell to the Dance. You ever seen that movie? Yeah. yeah, I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, with the guy from, like, uh, Twin Peaks. What's that guy's name? Yeah. Remember the guy from uh, um, Twin Peaks? Kyle McLaughlin? Is that what you're talking? Uh, yeah, yeah, good call. Yeah, like, she's yeah, like Kyle a stripper. Mc... That was a good movie. Uh, people yeah, read Elizabeth Showgirls. Berkeley and uh, I, I thought, Gina Gershon, I think. It was good for a yeah. laugh. Yeah, it kept me entertained. Oh, it was so bad, it was good. Actually, it, it was, was so funny. bad, it was good. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you absolutely hit it on the head. Like, the acting in that movie is, like, high school, like, uh, community theater level. But you brought, brought up a good one. I've been watching on the Murder Channel. They are showing a lot more documentaries, man. Some stuff, the Montreal mob has some great stories where you grow up, buddy. There's some heavy hitters in that area, man, real heavy hitters. And a lot of those guys went into New York State and did some damage, too, where you grew up. Some legendary guys there. Crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the guys that shot uh, Castellano for John Gotti were from Montreal. Yep. <laughs> like, when they wanted people whacked, they were like, all right, who's going to come up, do it ruthlessly, quickly, and won't snitch? Like, there's a big connection between the Montreal families, uh, the Rizzutos. I'm sure that's what yes. you saw, right? Like, yeah. Connections, uh, yeah, Montreal's insane, bro. Like, they're hardcore. Like, you can make, like, serious movies out of that scene, too. Man, they, they whacked. They whacked the guy, Cam. And then they robbed his house during the funeral. <laughs> like, that's, like, that's pretty hardcore, cool. bro. Not it. You know what I mean? That's like, all. they, yeah, yeah. Oh, kill him, man. You steal his stuff, man. Like, At the funeral? Not even, not even. Yeah, yeah, like, wow. you know what I mean? That's, yeah. oh, wow, that. You know who got caught up in all that stuff? You know who got caught up in all that stuff? That wrestler, Dino Bravo. Yeah, Dino Bravo, yes, correct. Dino Bravo. Yep, so Dino Bravo, he was in Montreal, Cam. He got shot, and it was so professionally done, the remote control was still in his hand. Think about that. <laughs> He's just sitting there. Like, like he got, he got shot watching TV. Like yeah, and it's like that. the remote <laughs> control didn't even fall like it was that seamless That's like awesome. yeah, he's, he's like watching tv psh, like with a silencer psh, yeah and he just went he just... to sleep and yet the, the remote control never fell out of his hand the tv was still on wow even remote control like it happened that and that's like when they said yeah this is i remember at the time it happened they were like yeah this is pretty much as pro as it gets <laughs> like yeah it was through right. a window and the remote control is still in his hand, and he got shot in the head. Like, yeah, it's uh, that's pretty that's much as good as it gets. Like, they realize, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you got sniper yeah. skills. That's what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you could, if you if you do that through a window crazy, and yeah. the guy to that, that's straight up like that's army. Like, uh, yeah, you're gonna be like 
they have that special class of people, Gabe, where basically, like, even with wind and stuff, I saw a, a documentary on that, too. Like, this guy's pinging off people from footballs away perfectly with, with like, he made corrections, mathematics for the wind and stuff. Bam, bam. Like, man, you got to be pretty hardcore to do that type of stuff. That takes real brain power. They're not just killers. <laughs> they're intelligent. Very intelligent. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're they're, uh, they're nuts. <laughs> they're like, correct, dude. The port, the port of Montreal is like, uh, it's a little, it's all, it's everything's a little different now. I mean, everyone's kind of dead. They cleaned it up a lot, but the port of Montreal used to be sort of the key to North America. That's why like Montreal was so powerful. Like, uh, like basically Europe, Europe and and Middle East and everything. Canada is first. You know what I'm saying? Like, you send something across, it's going to hit Canada oh, for first. Sure. So, basically, they control the, yeah, so they control the port, and then they can ship it out, like, to New York, et cetera. And, you know, like, like I said, those those are the, you know, the old days. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so National Geographic, they got some great stuff. They've, uh, they, they've got some great stuff. But they actually had, like, the real, ca- they had the real casino story, dude. It was, like, the real story. And, man, the movie was accurate. Like, it really was. Like, they had, like, uh, Ace Rosenstein still alive. So he was talking in it. Like, they were interviewing people. And, man, it was freaking accurate. Like, that uh, that movie Casino, as far as the way everything. Like, like, in the movie and stuff, you'd think, nah. Like, he didn't really do a TV show like that, did he? He really did. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, the, yeah. the Ace Rosenstein show, live from the Stardust. <laughs> like, he basically, like, raged about the gaming commission and stuff. And he have like these big time mobsters. They would tell him, "Cam, you got to stay off the TV, bro." They're like, exactly. "You're bringing heat to everyone," but he wouldn't listen. So that's why, like, they finally like they tried to blow his car up outside of uh, out of uh, the uh, what's the name of that uh, Italian restaurant? Still there, Tony Romo's. <laughs> Tony Romo's. <laughs> Tony Romo's. Oh yeah, the wing and uh, yeah, yeah, Tony Romo? wing joint. Yeah, yeah, I know. Not Romo. Yeah, Tony Romo. I said Tony Romo. Tony Romo. Tony Ramos. I love going to Tony Romo's. There's a Tony Romo's. Yeah, there's Tony Romo's actually where I live. That's it's not bad. It's okay. It's 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 you know, not like Vegas. real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the it's suburbs like, so like all the time. Yeah. No. It's, know what it is? It's, it's kind of munja cake Italian. But that's in real life, Cam. It's not hardcore. Yeah. Okay. No, but in in real well, it's hardcore enough. That in real life, that's where they blew up Robert De Niro's car in <laughs> real life. It was in a parking lot of Tony Rose. I'm dead serious. And it's still there. They left it because it's a part of Vegas history. There's oh, like yeah, a crater sure. in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, like the movie. I'm a big buff like that. I like that stuff. Like, you know, that's why I went to Tom's Diner, Seinfeld, you know? Yeah, yeah. I like that cool. stuff. So uh, when I was in Vegas, I went to the diner where uh, where James Wood, Sharon Stone, and De Niro shows up. It was like two blocks from my place, so I had breakfast nice. there. And like I'm sitting in the same booth. Uh, the Riviera is where they filmed it all. All most of the casino, not all of them, but like 99 percent essentially. Not, like almost all that movie casino was filmed in a riv. Old I have a cool. picture on the same phone they beat Don Rickles up on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, Ryan says, get Ace on in-game live. I'd like to, actually. I'd like yeah. to. The guy's a legend. I've always wanted to interview him, actually. 
All right, I'm doing it. I'm Good doing idea. the. Uh, so, what do you think of uh, what do you think of Whale Cappers? So Whale Capper was pretty. Man, he's talking like Tennessee's a lock tonight, Cam. He's like, oh yeah, convincingly I, I, they can name their score. That's the, th- <laughs> that's the thing, Gabe. Like we, you know, we agree on a lot of stuff. We team up. It's always nice to win as a team. But I'm not seeing this game like Tennessee rolling these guys like other people. Jacksonville's a desperate team. They're at home. They played well against a Chiefs team that could be the best team in the NFL next to the Patriots. You know, they almost they had similar yardage to them. They outplayed Houston and lost. Very tough loss for them. If they get a two-point conversion, they beat these guys on the road. So, you know, Jacksonville kind of has that 0-2 record, but they're not that bad. Their defense keeps them in games. If Minshew cannot make mistakes, and, you know, it's all about the defense. I'm just concerned about Ramsey. I, I hope he goes out there and kicks some ass tonight instead of packs it in. Because if he plays with uh, with passion and, and he, he plays his usual game, I think it's going to be hard for Mariota and Tennessee. Mariota's one thing, Gabe, too. When you were at the Giants, uh, sorry, when you were at the, the week one game with, with the Bills there, um, I'll tell you, versus the Jets, that was the game that I watched here on TV. And Mariota, other than he's worse than Winston this way, missing open receivers, it's awful. His accuracy sometimes is like, I'm like, wow. Like, it's not, it hasn't got any better from Oregon. Like, he's still, he's okay. He can make some throws, but man. He, he makes a lot of real bad throws, and that's dangerous against Jacksonville. I think this game's going to be a three, four-point game. That's why I'm doing the old middle teaser. Give me four. Four. Four, four results. I think uh, it's going to be tight. I like I like your balls, Cam. I like it. Well, that came out wrong. That could be a, a Yang's going to play that. Yeah, I like, yeah, uh, I like, I like your... <laughs> the intestinal fortitude you're showing. <laughs> thank, thank, I like you, your thank balls. You. My intestines, my, um, my balls. Yes, yes. I, I can't help but think, too. too, of Tony Romo's. Yeah, all like, like uh, King Gonchin says. <laughs> I'm thinking about, like, there's an Italian restaurant in Montreal. A buddy of mine got lasagna. There was a set of car keys in a lasagna. My buddy took the lasagna back. He's like, bro, there's, like, car keys in a lasagna. They're like, here's 50 bucks. And he's like, I'm going to call the news. And they basically stated, yeah, it'll be the last call you make. Take the 50. (laughs) Take the money. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Holy crap, man. This 6'9 guy is really singing, man. This guy's singing like Madonna. I see now he alleges that Cardi B's a gangster. Part of this nine trade blood uh, crew, and uh, some rapper, retired rapper Jim Jones, uh, as well as uh, yeah, Cam. You know, I don't know if you know who uh, this Takashi guy is. Takashi uh, six really nine. Some like nah, you know, Yang probably uh, Yang, Yang, Yang knows, knows who it, I'm yeah. talking about. I'm sure some uh, yeah, I, I don't know yeah, who he is. Yang I, I don't, I don't listen to his music though. I actually seen a meme today. It said that uh. That uh, Takashi said that uh, a lot of the Haji stores are selling people uh, hot food with their EBT cards. That thing had me hilariously dying. Like, is there anyone this guy's not snitching on? 
I know. <laughs> like I saw, I saw a tweet today. They said, "Man, this guy's gonna, this guy's going to report his mother owes parking tickets soon." Like Cam, basically, like they asked him, like, uh, like who else is in this gang? And he's just rattling off, like, Cardi B's a big star now and stuff. Like she's yeah, got a movie. Star. She's in that movie Hustlers, right? Like, that's correct. Yeah, she's getting drawn into this. Some guy, Jim Jones, but they they have a tape of this Jim Jones guy, and like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's basically this kid. It's a classic. Like he's admitted under oath, basically that everything is fake. Like, he basically, he paid this gang for credibility. Like, he used the gang, the, he used this, the Bloods in his video for credibility to get street cred, except, except then they started shaking him down for money and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. And, like, he opened up a Pandora's box that, you know what I mean, that he couldn't close, except I guess they, they like, he had, like, a big beef online like all these idiots, right? So he had a big beef with another rapper, and he kidnapped the guy. That's dangerous. But the guys that he got to kidnap, like, he got charged in it and stuff. I think they shot at the guy. They kidnapped him, whatever. And uh, so he's rolling over and stuff. But I don't know. He's going to stay out of jail, but he's going to get whacked. It's like that movie CB4. Yeah, he's a fake yeah. gangster. He got got a little too real now. Kidnapping the same charge as murder, almost, buddy. Bad news. Folks, we're going on grid. This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I got great news, guys. Oh! It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 news. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Everybody got damn Stewart, your sports grid news and betting update. Get on the grid, everyone. Jalen Ramsey doesn't mind suiting up with the Jacksonville Jaguars tonight, but sources telling ESPN the cornerback doesn't anticipate being a Jaguar by next Sunday. Tons of teams blowing up Jacksonville's lines, inquiring about a potential deal for Ramsey. So far, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Eagles, the Ravens, Oakland, Minnesota, and Seattle have all made substantial inquiries about the two-time pro bowler according to reports thursday night or tonight 8 20 p.m kickoff catch gabe and the gang in bet live starting at eight o'clock tonight the tennessee titans and the jags titans laying one and a half low total 37 and a half money line titans minus 125 jags plus 105 first quarter line titans minus a half point total seven flat first half titans minus a half and the over under 17 it gets worse for the panthers quarterback cam newton is going to miss uh, he missed a second straight practice today. He's doubtful. He's got that midfoot sprain with very little progress ma- made. It, uh, he's not going to be medically cleared for week three versus Arizona. Former MVP po- spotted in a walking boot this week. He suffered the injury in the preseason, re-aggravated it versus the Bucks. So it looks like Kyle Allen will get the call. He played in two games last season, throwing two touchdown passes and a week 17 win over the Saints as big dogs. He can still play, but AB has lost some endorsement money. Nike 
has just ended its sponsorship with the wide receiver, Antonio Brown. Brown, due to all of his off-field drama, also lost an endorsement deal with helmet manufacturer Zenith. Daniel Jones will have a weapon back when he takes uh, the field for his first regular season game and debut Sunday at Tampa. Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard passing uh, concussion protocol. Head coach Pat Shermer announcing today Shepard missed the week two loss to Buffalo practice this week. Uh, he's going to be relied on as Jones's top guy. They're still missing Golden Tate. The Giants will have him back in two more games. The Miami Dolphins making a switch at quarterback. Josh Rosen will now get the start this week versus Dallas. They're 22 and a half point dogs. Fitz is the number two guy. And uh, this just in, Miami claiming former first-round pick Taco Charlton from Michigan off waivers from the Dallas Cowboys after they released him. Big game in baseball right now going down. Playoff implications all over the board here. And we got the Brewers taking on the San Diego Padres. Milwaukee up 3-1, to one, and they're batting in the bottom of the fifth. The Braves, magic number, down to one. Atlanta trimming Philly 5-4, to four, historic day. 21-year-old Ron Acuna Jr. in his 40th dinger. He becomes the second youngest player to hit 40. He's also three stolen bases away from the 40-40 club. Soroka wins. Nola the loss. Melanson the save. Boston beat San Fran 5-4. to four. Rodriguez wins. Bumgarner loses. Zando Bogarts, three RBIs in the win for Boston. Pittsburgh and Seattle. Mariners sweeping away the Pirates. Buckos hitting an all-time low after a 6-5 to five loss to Seattle. The MLB has placed Yankees pitcher Domingo Herman on administrative leave under the joint MLBA Domestic Violence Policy Act. The 27-year-old has been placed on a restricted list. An official from the commissioner's office saw Herman slap his girlfriend in a public setting during an argument. The Yankees have signed right-hander Michael King to replace him on the 25-man roster. Rest of the board tonight, 635 Yankees. Minus 285, total nine, Heaney and Tanaka, 705, Blue Jays, minus a quarter at Baltimore, 10 and a half, Kay and Yanoa, 715, Indians laying 365, eight and a half, Norris and Clevenger, St. Louis and Chicago, Pickham, seven-year total, Flaherty and Hendricks, and at 740, last game of the night, KC at Minnesota, the Twinkies, minus 260 favorites, 10 and a half, Montgomery versus Gibson. Big signing in the NHL, the Ottawa Senators locking up one of the league's top young blue liners. They signed Thomas Shabbat to an eight-year, $64 million extension. The 22-year-old now become the fifth-highest-paid defenseman in the league. He had 14 goals and 55 points in 70 games last year in Ottawa. WNBA playoffs. We get the first game going 6:30. LA at Connecticut. The Sun minus one and a half total 162. Connecticut also leads the series one to nothing. 8:30 action. Vegas at Washington. Washington minus 10, total 178. The Mystics up one to nothing there. We got college football action tonight. Houston Cougars at Tulane. Tulane laying five, total 57. Round one of the PGA Sanderson Farms from Jackson, Mississippi. We're in a rain delay. Hey, my boy, Tom Hoagie Sandwich. He's in the clubhouse, eight under 64. What a round for him. We have a couple players still on the course with the rain delay. European Tour, the BMW Championship from Wentworth. England's Matt Wallace. He leads at minus seven after the first round. Lots of big names trying to chase him down. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morenci hosts Hour 2 of Red Heat and Rage Radio live from the Sports Grid studio at the Meadowlands. We'd like to thank Whale Capper and uh, our boy Ricky Sanders. He'll join us in the next hour. We'll talk a little DFS and football action. It's Red Heat and Rage Hour 2 on Sports Grid, and it's coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Time decisions. All right, let's roll. Level two. Now just a little more than two hours away from Thursday night football here this evening. Uh, but we have more than just the NFL on the on the card here uh, tonight. 
uh, with the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville uh, Jags. The Houston Cougars are in action against uh, Tulane. And you know they're going to be real fired up uh, tonight in New Orleans uh, for Tulane. Um, you know, Tulane, they haven't been uh, favorites. They haven't hosted national televised games uh, like this. The game's actually on uh, ESPN uh, tonight. Let's get an updated number. Uh, last check, it was uh, sitting at five. Yeah. And, um, you know, I wonder, Tulane were a good team. Right? Down to four and a half, son of a bitch. So, actually, I think it was six early in the week, too. So, the money's been creeping in on Houston here. Houston have had a frustrating year. I mean, they, they were in that game last week against Washington State, and the wheels fell off late in the fourth quarter. They were going back and forth. Like, Houston are good. They move the ball, but they can't punch it in, Cam, right? Like, they're not – there's something missing with this team. But they've had a really tough schedule. They played against Oklahoma. Then they had a walk in the uh, whatever, Prayer View A&M or whatever the hell it was in week two. And then last week, that game in Houston, the home of the Texans – with Washington State, yeah. uh, they were in it. It just fell apart late in the fourth quarter. Now they're playing a Tulane team who have played really good football this year, but Houston have better athletes than Tulane do. Houston really haven't had better athletes than Washington State or than uh, than Oklahoma, obviously. And Dana Holgerson went to Houston, which you know made a lot of money, Ken. And they didn't pay Dana Holgerson to go one and three. To start nope. the year. Big game for the Houston Cougars tonight. I wonder, can Tulane handle the pressure of being a home favorite on national television? It's a tough spot, Cam. I think the game's going to land very close to the number. Uh, Gabe, my prediction is Tulane by eight. I think they do show up. I really like the way they played Auburn. Very tight in that game. It was a lot tighter than the score indicated. You could say the same for Houston. They played Oklahoma t- uh, tough, and Washington State's a good team. But Tulane at home. If they could stop Houston early, really keep the crowd in the game, I see them as a covering machine. I understand, though, you bring up good points on yesterday's shows. Houston's uh, number on the road is dogs. Very, very good. I just think it's a statement game for Tulane. Money's coming in on Houston. I'm going to ride the green wave tonight. I I think they get it done and cover the four and a half. Yeah, it's a tough, uh, it's tough. Tough game. I'm starting to notice, though, Cam, these, you know, once again, we're relying on, yeah, relying on the, uh, Relying on the uh, the point spread a little bit too much. I don't know. Like, well, it's sort of like uh, Temple last week. Should have just taken them on the money line. Yeah. Does the four yeah. and a half really matter? Are they just going to get blown out? Are they not going to? Or will they win the game outright, Houston, right? Looking at the database, though, there's numbers. There's cases to be made on both sides. Mark Lawrence and at least the playbook, their numbers like Tulane. He's got Tulane by seven uh, in this okay. football game. Uh, I don't really see a ton of numbers here. And it sort of goes back in the past, but Tulane have always been bad before. So I don't know, their home their home numbers are kind of skewed to me. Big game. Houston like can't be one three. Can they? Really? They could. Alright. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening.
All right, game time decisions continues. We got a doubleheader of football here tonight. Houston and Tulane. Tennessee and Jacksonville. Um, the Houston-Tulane game's actually on ESPN as well. I thought it would be one of these, like, CBS Sports uh, uh, Network type yep. of games. Uh, but, no, it's on uh, the worldwide leader, ESPN, 8 o'clock Eastern. Houston go into uh, New Orleans, Yolman Stadium. Uh, tonight they're going to be fired up, man, at Tulane. They don't host games on ESPN uh, very often, especially games that they have a chance of winning. Total is uh, 57 and a half. Kind of leaning towards the over, to be honest. Um, in fact, whatever, I'm not leaning. I'm going to bet the over, but I've given them back some of the money this week, as you see in the account, Cam. It's not drastic. It is what it is, but tonight's a big Grind night, again. buddy, to get it back rolling in a positive direction. You know, baseball yep. pissed me off this week, and uh, screw, yeah, I'm with screw you. baseball but tonight. Let's bring in Ricky Sanders right now. Yeah, Ricky, no more screw baseball, lately. or you got a baseball lineup too tonight? <laughs> Uh, or you say screw baseball. Done... <laughs> no, not screw baseball. The last week and a half has actually been really good to me. I just, <laughs> it's another one of those where I was on football duty today, so I just haven't looked at baseball. But I'm more than happy to take a look for you guys. I mean, it. the last few days to a week, if you faded Coors Field, you were profitable. And that was that's just a strategy exactly. that I have. So I know there's no Coors tonight, but man. Unders galore, Rick. Let me correct you, Ricky. Yep. The last few days, the last few days in baseball, if you faded me, you've been profitable. Not just not just Coors Field. Right, Gabe. They always see yeah, that. Uh, let's let's jump into this football game. All right, so let's jump into this uh, football game uh, tonight, and. Um, we were talking, I was talking about the prop of Derrick Henry, and I sent you the message. I said, Derrick Henry night uh, tonight. And I know Derrick Henry, he's a polarizing figure in the fantasy world, right? Like people, I know a lot of people, you know, last year he was sort of, I guess people called him a bust because he went off in the last month. But if you had him, you probably didn't make the playoffs and that whole catch 22 thing. But he had a right. solid final month of the season last year. If you look at his first two games this year, you know, 84 and 82 yards. Yeah, he's got a touchdown in both games. You know, 15 and 19 carries. He's got 19 in the Cleveland game, only 15 last week. What are your thoughts on Derrick Henry as a player? And remember last year, man, he went off for 238 yards against these guys on a Thursday night. Remember, he, like, he face-palmed A.J. Bowie. He, like, pushed them over. And, like, he trashed them. I like Derrick Henry tonight. I got to believe that it's a heavy dose of Henry tonight. The prop is 74 and a half yards. What's your model have him at? He's gone over this number actually six games in a row going back to last year as well. All right. So I'm double checking the model as, as you say that, but just to answer your question to how I feel about him. I mean, he's certainly a strong runner. It, it was Elliot Chris who just tweeted his numbers from high school, which are hilarious. He had 55 touchdowns as a senior. So it's funny that you would start with Derrick Henry. Cause I was just literally looking at that tweet facing a tough team here. And, and, and by the way, it was, it was Colin who wrote our showdown, you know, content this week. And he said, if there was ever a week for you to just set a lineup and go spend time with your family, 
this would be the game. I mean, we've got projected less than 60 plays for, for both teams. Neither team has an implied total of 20. Like, this is clearly going to be a grinded-out game. And it just feels like the game environment where Derek Henry is going to touch the ball quite a bit. And, I mean, here's the thing is – we do simulations each week, so I'm not looking at the raw projections, but I'm looking at, you know, who we have for the top bet to be the top scorer of the night. Leonard Fournette is popping off our model today. We have Derrick Henry as the third highest probability of being, you know, the top scoring player. We're giving him a 49.4% of being, you know, a top five scoring player tonight. But Leonard Fournette on our model is the guy really getting all the love. We have about a 33% chance to be that top player, you know, whereas Derrick Henry not getting a ton of work in the passing game. And even last week, he was passed up on one of their goal line opportunities, which I was not expecting for like a fullback. Uh, You know, Leonard Fournette, if they could ever get there, we just assume that he's going to be the guy. So with all those touches, uh, our model is actually taking the the approach that Leonard Fournette is a much stronger play. And I think the ownerships here are going to be very similar and maybe even lean Henry with them being the favorite. So I have a lot of interest in going overweight Leonard Fournette and just underweight Derrick Henry in general when looking at this. One thing, and is this because of Leonard Fournette and the receiving, right? He's been targeted exactly yes. six times each in the last yep. two games. Gardner Minshew doesn't throw the ball down the field, per se, but he's very, he's accurate. So it's clear Leonard Fournette's going to catch a few balls uh, tonight, right? Because the rushing prop is 70 and a half yards, and I'm not in love with it. I mean, he's rushed for 66 and 47, respectively, this year, but he's contributed the four catches as well. Um, let's see what his total yards prop is for Leonard Fournette, but I'm just not a big fan of his. What do you What do you think from the game? What about any of the wide receivers? I mean, it's, this is basically you get a guy that gets a touchdown, you might win, right? Tonight it's like one of those deals maybe. So there's, a, there's not a lot of room for error here to be on the right guys. Who are some of the wide receivers you're looking at tonight? Yeah, this is a really ugly one, and it's honestly one of the games where, <laughs> okay, so if you're asking just just receivers, I mean, we still have D.D. Westbrook as the top guy in terms of market share for this team, and I know you look at the target so far, and that doesn't look to be the case, but I think once this offense figures out what they want to do, it's going to be a lot of the short passing game as opposed to stretching the field, and that seems to fit D.D. Westbrook's skill set, he kind of had that going with Nick Foles, and then Nick Foles gets hurt, and now it, it appears in the short term that, you know, Minshew has favored these other guys, and yet D.D. Westbrook, five targets, was tied for the second most of any receiver on this team last week, and he had a long pa- you know, pass uh, negated from penalty, which we've seen, obviously, a lot of in the early going here. So I think he's a focus for me on the other side. I, I really like Delaney Walker, but I just wanted to kind of, you know, go into a concept here that defenses can be used as captains tonight. Uh, Colin noted yes. in his piece today that defenses three on three separate occasions last year were, were used to win, you know, the top prize on DraftKings. And it would not shock me if this is one of those types yep. of games where because it's low scoring, because it's grinded out, that you could play a defense and maybe even, you know, potentially one or two guys from the other team against the defense and still grind it out, you know, in a low scoring game. So I think kickers and defenses for this slate, way more in play than usual. But if you're talking pass catchers, I mean, it's tough because now we got Marquise Lee, you know, active for Jacksonville. So other than D.D. Westbrook, you got the two guys on the outside who may lose some snaps to him. 
I think I feel slightly more comfortable with like a few Tennessee guys. Corey Davis, to me, is the wide receiver there. Davis, Walker, Westbrook are the guys I'm not comfortable with. Cam? Kickers and defense. I like it, Gabe. I yep. think we're, we're going there. Yeah, no, I was, thinking, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Ricky, just from, like, like I, I know you do mostly with the DFS and whatever. Do you have, a, like, a lean in this game from, like, a gambling perspective with the Tennessee on, up to see on some books up, up to minus two, 38 and a half? Like, it's it's a low total. It's set there for a reason. I totally agree with you with the kickers and defense. But uh, how do you think this uh, game is going to play out? I, I'm wondering what the deal with Jalen Ramsey is going to be. Cause it actually does affect how I feel about this, this defense. I wonder if he gets a full workload or if they're smart and they only play him for part of the game to save him for being traded, which apparently is going to happen later this yep. week. But assuming Jalen Ramsey, which is all we've heard has a full role. I kind of like the Jacksonville side of this game. They're home. People don't seem to be giving credit. And I don't think, Minshew has been, you know, so terrible to this point. It's a good, you know, kind of game flow for them. This has been a team that's been a top defense in terms of, you know, run defense so far. They had one game where they were torched by, you know, Kansas City, and I think everyone's going to get torched by them. So I think the passing defense stats are a bit out of whack. I think this is going to come down to like a field goal at the end. So I I think this is an under game, and I think this is a game that's going to be extremely close. So, I mean, I'm just taking the underdog here and hoping that, you know, they keep it within a point or two. And if it's up to two points, I think that's just too much for me in this game. It's going to be one that you grind it out till the end. I want the home team. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with Ricky Sanders. We'll tie up any loose ends with this football game. I just ran the optimizer. A lot of Fernetta in the lineups. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. All right, thanks, Yang. All right, uh, Window Will, this game snuck up on us. There's some action here in five minutes. WNBA? See the uh, Connecticut, uh, yeah, <laughs> Connecticut Sun hosting the <laughs> L.A. Sparks. Correct. I tell you, we hit that the other night. We hit that the other yep. night with, uh, with Vegas plus 10. I see they're getting 10 again here tonight. Yep. You know, listen, do I know a hell of a lot about this? No. But I can tell you that the Connecticut Sun are 16-2 and two at home. And they took game one. I don't see why they don't they take did. game two. Yeah, no, I, I looked at that line. Uh, the Sun will host. We'll get back to Ricky Sanders. Only minus one and a half. It's a, that's Sorry, a Ricky. Yeah, we're degenerates well. here, buddy. <laughs> we are. We sure are. <laughs> uh, yeah, they won 84-75 on Tuesday. I yep. see that uh, the Sparks hope to play better tonight. Yeah, you guys hope. Hope. I'm taking the home team on their home court here. Right, screwing around. All right, Will. One, two, three, four, five. There we go. Yep. All right. All right. You know what? We Time didn't to go. Hit this week, eh? Very much. You notice? You notice we haven't won either. 
Give you put another dollar in that in that tit uh, in that little jar there. Hundred dollars on the Connecticut Sun money line. Connecticut Sun money line. Thank you, Window Will. All right, Ricky Sanders uh, with us. Or at least I think he's still with us. He should Is be. He? Yeah, I hope so. We still have Ricky Yang. I'm here. Ricky, don't oh, you good, lose Ricky, that good. number? Lose that What's number. up, Ricky? All right. We uh, see. At I least I'm not putting you in a, hot, in a hot seat. Tell you, give give me some W WNBA picks. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say, by the way, you put me on the hot seat with our projection, and I had some slow figures, but I've got our Derrick Henry projection in front of me. It's 77 and okay. almost three quarter yep. yards and half a touchdown with with almost 20 total touches, is what we got. All right, you know, thank you. And I like that. That's enough leeway with me. 74 and a half, a couple of yards. At least you're not short on it. But I was going to play Derrick Henry to score a touchdown at minus 110. I hit this with Beckham the other night. But really, you just mentioned half a touchdown. So me playing at minus 110 is actually not a smart bet, according to the numbers. Right, Ricky? Like, you brought it up, too. He got taken out of the red zone. How many touchdown opportunities are there really going to be tonight? I should be getting some plus money. I'd rather roll the dice, Cam. Well, Derrick Henry to score the game's first touchdown at plus 470. Yeah. Small little Ooh. play uh, on that. Um, so, Ricky, you asked. I'll put you in the hot seat again, buddy. Um, you said that uh, Colin Drew, and uh, congratulations to Colin Drew. He won 100, 103,000 last week on a Thursday nighter. Uh, you said that three times they, you know, people won by captaining the defense. Uh, has it happened where people won because of the field goal kicker, or is it only defense? Because Cam was on to that a couple of years ago about the kicker. Yep. And a lot of people are like, the kicker? And it you works. know what? It, it pays dividends at times. But So did, did it work ever for the kicker? Did anyone ever win with a kicker or just defense only? As far as I know, it's defense only. Now, I don't recall there being like a 5-6 field goal night from a kicker. On Thursday night thing. football, yeah, but, yeah. He, but here, I'll give you, you know, uh, the Bears won in a game against Seattle in a, in a lineup that included Wilson, Lockett, and Disley. The Broncos last year won in a lineup that included David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald against. And the Bears, so the Bears won it twice, which just kind of shows you what kind of defense you need. Uh, they won the lineup against yeah, yeah. the Rams with Gurley, Woods, and Rams. So it was a double defense sort of lineup. So basically his recommendation was, you know, at most play two of the defenses and the kickers and allow for the defense to go in the captain spot. Again, I think it is possible a kicker could win, but you really do need one of those big kicking nights just because, you know, you're getting a point per reception, yada, yada, yada. Uh, And over the course of a game, there's just so many more opportunities for everyone else. So you really, you know, if you're playing a kicker there, you have to be projecting a game that's just all field goals. And I, I would say you need four field goals minimum to even, you know, have that be a thought. Uh, Ricky, let me ask you about a player. And there's so many options this week, domino effect. That's why I want to ask you, what can you tell people, you know, how's this chain of quarterbacks going to affect people? But. Speaking of not corner uh, quarterbacks, but cornerbacks, I was listening to the Giants postgame show the other day, and, man, they were coming down hard on DeAndre Baker, all right? They were ripping this kid. Like, it's his fault they haven't won in 10 years type thing. And, you know, he's only in his second game, but I saw the pro football focus chart today, Ricky, 
And people have a perfect passer rating against him, 153. And this poor kid's going to be on Chris Godwin this week. He's going to be on Chris Godwin. And you know, Chris Godwin, I, I joke with the fantasy crew at the network, I said, Godwin's like the first trendy pick you guys ever gave that worked. <laughs> like every year, like, you know what I mean? There's always that, like, fantasy hipster, Aaron Jones, and whatever. Like, yeah. I said, Godwin's actually for real. I bought in. I, have, I put Godwin. I got Godwin on a team. I want to get him on another team, actually. I also bought in on Lockett. Lockett and, uh, and Godwin were two guys I like, but I like Godwin in reality as well. And you can definitely see in this offense, he's almost the number one option. They, they look for Evans down the field, but Jameis is very comfortable slinging the ball to Chris Godwin. Pisapia said, don't worry. They're going to start throwing to the tight ends. I don't know. Does Bruce Arian hate tight ends? But what's your take on Chris Godwin? Or is it not a sexy enough matchup? There's better wide receivers this week for a millionaire maker lineup. So the only thing I'll say about Godwin is I think he's going to be a bit chalky because I think people have caught on to this. That game with Jameis, they have a high total. But I've been on the – I mean, like you mentioned that it's a trendy, you know, pick that's kind of worked out. I've been on this trend. I actually have been on the O.J. Howard trend as well, and I'll tell you why. It's because for his career, you know, heading into this year, Jameis Winston, when targeting Mike Evans, only had an 82 passer rating. Chris Godwin, when he had targeted him, it was 94, almost 95. And O.J. Howard, it was 128. So to me, it just made sense that they would try and get the ball to the guys that have been, you know, that have worked out better for Jameis Winston. Plus, then you got the Arians, you know, playbook in there where, you know, they use the slot guy. They've always been successful in these offenses. And I, I got to trust Arians in his word this week that he, he says that O.J. Howard, quote, hasn't played well, which, you know, he's been blocking. So for fantasy purposes, like, what does that mean to us? He hasn't been a good blocker. What do we care? Just leave him on the field and throw him the football. But Arian says he's going to get the football now. The Giants have been a team that have not focused on linebackers, so they've basically been susceptible to the middle of the field. So you got the slot Godwin. Yeah, tight ends kill them, right? Yeah. Jay Howard. Exactly. So I'm back on both those guys this week. I think Mike Evans is a nice you know, play if you think he's going to be a lot less chalky because there will be weeks he'll catch. You know, Jameis throws down the field more than anyone. So there will be weeks that he'll catch a long ball. But – I'm with you. I think Godwin is certainly a very sexy pick for this weekend. Someone I'm considering in all formats. Cam? I got one for you, Ricky. Uh, All the backup quarterbacks, right? And let's remember, we talked about this before. Tannehill. uh, all, All these guys, when guys won the millionaire maker, if they're playing, it's usually some guys right at the bottom. We got Mason Rudolph going. Rosen got announced. Uh, Taysom Hill and Bridgewater are going to split versus Seattle. Out of all these guys in the backups, if you're going to play, who are you going to roll the dice with, Ricky? Who are uh, your favorite and another uh, sleeper this week that uh, might pay dividends? So if you're talking millionaire maker and you're looking for someone who's cheap, I don't see how you don't give a shot to Kyle Allen against this Arizona defense who pro football focus ranked as the 31st you know, worst defense heading into this year. And if your premise for drafting Kyler Murray was they were going to be fast-paced and, you know, their defense was going to be bad, you're starting to see that kind of work out. And I think Kyler Murray is only getting better. And so, you know, with them, I think, presumably scoring some points this week, a minimum-priced Kyle Allen certainly has some interest 
for me. I mean, we saw, who was it? Um, what was his name last year who won the, the millionaire at like minimum price? I'm trying to think what his name was uh, on Denver. But anyways, there was a minimum price quarterback last year who won it. And Kyle Allen, I mean, this implied total for Jacksonville isn't like nothing for, you know, the backup quarterback. I think Greg Olson, you know, Christian McCaffrey are the obvious guys that are going to be, you know, uh, his, his security blankets. You got Greg Olson priced below 4K, so it's a really inexpensive stack that you could then go and just, you know, play all the best players with, and I think that's kind of the thought process behind it is give me enough and let me ride the other players to victory. I remember Brock Osweiler won last year somebody ah, a million awesome. dollars because the that's number of the it. Kenny's, yeah. It was Osweiler. Osweiler, yeah. Remember, it was, I think it was with Miami, though. It was Osweiler and Kenny Stills, I think. Correct. He might add Drake, too. But it was. I remember it was a Miami stack. It was a Miami stack. <laughs> and um, so I just ran the optimizer. And sometime I'd love to, you know, when we have more time, I'd love to just sort of ask you, you know, going through it. All right, so what does, you know, uh, volatility mean? What, you know, what does the uh, the min projection mean? Um, how, how can I, how can people utilize this? And a lot of guys that have it, even say, Marenzi, can you ask these guys how to, you know, how to really do it? So I just did the, uh, the stack. So I ran it. I did, you know, the quarterback, wide receiver, running back, uh, opposition, wide receiver. And it pretty much came up Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys, uh, here, uh, with the Dak Elliott and, uh, Randall Cobb. But, um, so do you agree with that? Do you like the Cowboys stack this week? And I want to ask you about Nelson Aguilar. You know, is, you know, what's the deal with Philadelphia? Who, who are they going to throw the football to? So, are you, would you rather jump up on Ertz? Like Pisapia said today, just because a guy is number, you know, getting be there doesn't mean he's going to put numbers up. We see that in the NBA a lot. Oh, he's getting yeah. minutes. Yeah, well, he still sucks. But Aguilar doesn't suck. But what do you make of Aguilar and Ertz this week and the Philly scene? Yeah. So. Oh, you got about five seconds. <laughs> okay. I think it's going to be a condensed offense, and therefore, you know, Nelson Aguilar caught 11 passes, and I think there were 16 targets for Earth last week. It's pretty obvious there's two guys you're going to want to target. Ricky. Perfect. Ricky Sanders. Hey, we could have kept you, Ricky, but I know you're a busy man. Thank you, Ricky. Grota.com. <laughs> Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Lots of bad, 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 Lots of bets to make tonight. Lots of, yeah, who says this game's going to be boring? We're, we're throwing in lots of bets tonight. It's not going to be boring. We're, we're putting in a lot, a lot of plays. Dave's got props. Yeah, got when it's all said galore. and done. It's going to be all right. Yeah, when it's all said and done, it doesn't, uh, 
whether the game's exciting or not. It'll it'll be dependent on yeah. whether it's exciting or not. Um, whether we win, we win. Oh, or not. Yes. Now I'm looking at Leonard Fournette here. Leonard Fournette, I'm as I it. mentioned, he's been targeted six times exactly in each two games. So 12 targets in the last two games for Leonard Fournette. Four catches per game. Uh, tonight, the, the reception prop is three and a half. I was really hoping for a two and a half. You know, I was hoping for a two and a half, but it's a three yeah. and a half. Man, these wide receiver props are low tonight, Cam. Like, all of them Very are low. Very low. Like, D.D. Westbrook is three and a half. Fournette's three and a half. Delaney Walker's three and a half. Adam Humphrey's two and a half. Corey Davis, three and a half. <laughs> I'm going to pass on all that. I got to pick my like spots four. here. You'll get three and a half. Total uh, sacks tonight. Five and a half. Five and a half is high. I can't do it. Got to get six sacks. I know. Both I can live with it when it's four and a half. Right. Yeah, I agree. All right, the uh, L.A. Sparks have come out hot, but it's all right. They're up 12-4. I don't mind. They're all pissed off they lost the other game. It'll it'll still be. Yep. Um, sort of like the Giants and the Bills the other night. Yep. Man, they're rowdy here today. Uh, Belmont Park yeah, race on. six right I now. I got you the six horse. 11 to 1. Yeah, I got the six horse. He's right there. Come on. Don't get boxed in, buddy. You could do it. He's right there. He's the, Come on. Now, you got to find a way to get through, Give man. The name. Positive oh. power. Positive power. Positive Let's go, power. Power. Oh, go power. Power. Uh, he, got, he gone. He's coming on he's a bit, picked, but. Uh, he's picking, uh, he picked it back. Go power. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, he's going to get boxed in on the rail. Damn it. Yeah. It's okay. He was 12 no, to no, 1. Yeah. No, I looked at the one horse, too. Bad trip by that jockey. He did that. I don't like when horse. That's the thing about horse racing. You don't want to get pinned on the rail. Horses get. It, it freaks them out a little bit, right? They don't like when they're running down, they see that thing on the side. It kind of freaks them out. He's a little jumpy even after this race. But, uh, yeah, Belmont's great, man. What a track. Got all the great jockeys there. Hey, Gabe, listen to this one. Uh, yeah, the one Lady Casa was a good pick. Javier Castellano, 5-1. to one. Um, My golfers, if you could believe this. Cast- Castellano have- and Saez. These guys yeah, win every race here. They were winning all day Saez yesterday, and- too, these guys. Si- yeah, Saez won three or four races yesterday. The guy's on fire. Listen to this one, Marenzi. I used to play first rounds, right? You know, like when you say leave it on the table? Thursday Warriors, I gave you Tom Hoagie sandwich. He's leading the PGA event, eight under today. And Matt Wallace, the guy <laughs> I have in the European event, is leading. If I just bet first rounds with these guys, 31 wow. and 91. Can you believe this? I I have them for the tournament. Like, I got to wait three more days. Like You know, you know the odds of the, one of these guys winning is very slim. But uh, both leading in the first round, kind of like one of those things. I got to think when you make those bets, you got to sprinkle a little bit on the first round because if something good happens like this and you don't get paid, it's just I've been thinking about it all day. Very frustrating. All right. uh, So I got to figure out what I'm going to do here, how we're going to approach this. The Derrick Henry touchdown prop I took off the board. It's not worth it. And I I like Ricky. Uh So Ricky shared the projection of a half a touchdown. He's got touchdowns in both games. I think he gets a touchdown, but I'll just sort of sprinkle. I'll sprinkle on the first touchdown of the game for Derrick Henry. One of these nights I'm going to hit it, Cam. I haven't hit it yet, bro. I haven't hit it yet. Like, I have not hit the first touchdown score of a game. I didn't hit it last year either. I've only been playing it here. It's a big thing here, right? They do the odds boost and all that. 
Everybody always plays the first touchdown score. I never hit it. I got screwed. I had Le'Veon Bell the other day, but there was a pick six. He got the first offensive touchdown, but it was a freaking pick six uh, in week one. But I think Derrick Henry can get the first touchdown uh, tonight at plus 470. I'm going to go with the Titans to win the game, Cam. I know you're teasing this all over, and I think it's a good idea. Uh, I'm just going to approach this. I'm going to take the uh, the Titans on the money line to win this football game. You guys sold me and convinced me on it's too low. Total seven in the first quarter. Yeah, Whatever. that's weird. We got to push. Got, we got to push. There should agree. be a I'm touchdown. I think there'll be 10 points in the first quarter. I think there'll be 10 points. I We're going to win it. We're going to win that bad. Yep. Or nine. Three field goals. Derrick Henry. Yeah. Derrick Henry. Or a touchdown and a safety. <laughs> sure, uh, I'll take that. <laughs> Derrick Henry, 74 and a half rushing yards. Um, Ricky Sanders says the model has him at 77. Uh, we talked about it. He's rushed for uh, no less than 82 yards in six consecutive games. Four games to end the season last year. And then um, another two games this year. He carried the ball 19 times in week one, 15 last week. I think he's going to get the ball, Cam, tonight. I think it's going to be a heavy dose of Henry. I'm going to go over the 17 and a half carries uh, for Derrick Henry uh, tonight. So I'm going to go uh, Titans money line, first quarter over seven. Derrick Henry over 74 and a half rushing yards. Derrick Henry over 17 and a half carries. Derrick Henry first touchdown of the game plus 470. And then a little insurance because if the Jags are going to win then Minshew's going to have to play well. And the Jags can't run the ball with Fournette. There's a reason why they complete a million little dinks and dunks. And I think it'll happen again tonight. Minshew over under 22 and a half completions. I'm going to go over. And I'm going to go over the 220 and a half passing yards for Minshew. I feel it's just a little low at 220 and a half, Cam. I think the Titans will be up and the Jags will have to play from behind at some point tonight. Yeah, I... It's tough, Gabe. Uh, I, I have a lean to Jacksonville in this game. We we differ. It's just going to be a real tight game. I think just Dak Jacksonville is going to be, you know, very desperate. I think they can their win between one and three or four points. It's like if you have a, a lottery, it would be a perfect tie. Uh, I think this game within a field goal. I'm also going to do this parlay I just put together so I don't have to lay points. I got a Jacksonville and Tulane parlay. It's plus 215. I think I'm going to take that. I've teased it four ways wow. for half units on I've uh, for only half units fifty dollars like I usually bet a hundred but fifties everywhere Jacksonville all Jacksonville all over, over opposite yeah uh, but I have uh, yeah and I like Tulane minus four and a half uh, Jacksonville plus nine Tulane two and a half I like Leonard Fournette over three and a half receptions I was gonna take him over ninety eight and a half rushing and passing but I think I'm gonna pass I just think he gets four balls out of the backfield and i like the seven in the first quarter over seven is what i'm looking at right now so hey man we had to put our money where his mouth is. i think this game is going to be tight the total is so low i think it's a great middling opportunity and i think this game is won or lost by whoever wins or loses i think it's between one and four it comes right into my uh into my uh you know headspace for the teaser game i think it's a this is the perfect game to tease we talk about it real real tight battles divisional game close football I think I might have found a uh, a sleeper here for the uh, the receptions. Who? This is what you're here for. Player total receptions. Westbrook? 
DJ Clark. No, yeah, Westbrook doesn't. Yeah. Dude, Minshew's a backup, Ken. Right? You know this. Backup quarterbacks always have a relationship with second yep, and with third and fourth-tier wide group. receivers. Excellent. They're the they ones they practice with all the time, right? You have the ones, the twos. There's always that guy. That's why Cole Beasley had that connection with Dak out of the gate. They used yep. to practice together all the time when there were scrubs early in, in the summertime. I'm looking. I think DJ Clark's this guy. Uh, I think Minshew looks for Clark more than more than Westbrook even. Westbrook's got 33 receiving yards on a year, Ken. Like, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, this Clark guy, I was looking. I was like, all right, who's – I was wondering about it. I'm like, who's the guy that he's got that sort of connection with? And I'm looking. Clark. Last week, it's seven like targets to Clark. Uh, nine, seven catches, Clark. nine targets to Clark. Clark. Yeah, you mentioned Fournette, Clark. that quick little dump off. I think Fournette yeah. over three and a half. Because, look, I think Minshew is so – dude – the guy's incredibly accurate, all right? 78% of his passes, man. He completed 23 last week. He's got to complete them to somebody. He's got to complete them to somebody. And I'm looking, all these guys are two and a half, three and a half. I would go Clark He's... over and Fournette over, and I'm not saying that. I'm going to go over. Both no, over. Clark you. and Fournette over Clark's receptions. Three... He's three and a half. I you know what? I'm going to do the exact same ones. I'm going to go with Chark, three and a half over, and I'm going to go with Fournette three and a half over as well. I think those are two of the good, you're right. And the funny thing is I'm looking and I see the juice on, on these guys. The the books obviously know things. So I think those are the two guys to target as well. That's good. That's exactly. good. Exactly. Yeah. Inchu has a relationship with Chark. I think he's going to get it done. And uh, yeah. And I really like Fournette out of the backfield with a lot of dump offs. I think we can get five or six receptions from these guys. I think those are the two best plays on Jacksonville for sure. With Tennessee, who are you going to go oh, with? Like Corey Davis? There's no guarantee. Pretty cool. They got Shark. Yeah, Chark. Uh, so it's yeah, Chark. It's like, uh, but not yeah, Shark. Like Shark. Shark. Yeah, it's not It's not Clark. It's not Shark. It's Chark. <laughs> DJ Chark. Like D- yeah. DJ Shark hey, Chark. sounds like a great name for a bar. DJ oh, Shark. Yeah, been, I'm going over to DJ yeah, Sharks to watch the game. <laughs> I guess. Could they pronounce it? Could they pronounce it Shark? And you know what, Cam? Like you, have, you have like a Shark as your DJ at the bar. Like a guy dressed up as a shark, DJ Sharks. And like, you know, people, girls would take picture of him. Hey, let's take a picture with DJ Shark. Sells itself. Uh, yeah, either way, this guy's going to get over three and a half receptions. And so is Fournette as well. Look at all these guys. Two and a half, two and a half. Even Corey Davis, three very, and a half. Oh, they're very low. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, I, think, uh, I think we're going to go with Shark. I, I, agree, I agree with that one. And uh, I love Fournette tonight. I think it's a really good spot. Close game. It's an interesting game, Gabe. I, I, I don't know how, how you approach it, but I'm approaching it from the teaser perspective, right? The total's very low. Even with a real low-scoring game, I can think there, and I can't see these teams scoring more than, like, 45, 44 and a half, 45 points. So, I don't know. What do you think the final score will be? Ugh. 24 16. 24 16 Titans. 24 16. Oh, that's, yeah. That's a perfect middle. That's a perfect 24, middle. 24 17, 24 16. 24, yeah, you're 16. right there. Like, that's what I'm saying. I see it getting to 40. Yep. They, they cover. They cover the, the, the team. The Daily Roto computer likes the over. 
The computer likes the over in this game. And that computer will play around. They, that computer I, doesn't I, have emotions. It likes the over right. the computer. I like, you know what? If I were to bet the game, I think it's going over. How many people do you think are betting the under tonight? A lot of people, man. These teams could Everybody. still move the ball. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you just, and, and it's what we talked about before. The great example was when we were at the other studio, you said it was a San Francisco Rams game when both teams were like had horrible offenses <laughs> before they got good years ago. And Gabe, that total was like this, 36. And the final score was like 45-41. It turned out to be ding, ding, ding. They were shooting it Look, all over the computer the cam. What is this? What's its number? You know how good the computer is with totals. It's got a two-and-a-half-star player on the over. It says there's a 55% chance that it goes over, and they think it lands on a projected total of 40. They think it gets to Perfect. 40. Perfect. So do I. Like I said, I, I can see that. 24-17, 27-14, you know, 24-21. I think it gets there, person. I think your middle is, is right in the mix. So I'm trying not to force things, but I like this. We're going to be on. In-game live, so we're going to take the Tennessee Titans to win a game. Minus 122 on a yep. money line. First quarter, over seven points. Derrick Henry, over 74.5 rushing yards. Derrick Henry, over 17.5 carries. Derrick Henry, first touchdown of the game, plus 470. Gardner Minshew, over 22.5 completions. Gardner Minshew, over 220.5 pass yards. Leonard Fournette, over 3.5 receptions. And DJ Shark, over 3.5 receptions. Cam, what do you got? I like Tulane, Jacksonville and Tulane keys. Jacksonville plus nine, Tulane plus two and a half. Leonard Fournette over three and a half receptions. And your boy Sharky over three and a half too. And we like over seven in the first quarter of the game. Good luck, everybody. Run everything. I like the Houston Cougars plus the four and a half. Check your email, Cam. We'll send you uh, some plays to input. Cam will be back. Maurice Allen. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. I'm a big buff like that. I like that stuff. Like, you know, that's why I went to Tom's Diner, Seinfeld, you know? Yeah, yeah. I like that cool. stuff. So uh, when I was in Vegas, I went to the diner where uh, where James Wood, Sharon Stone, and De Niro shows up. It was like two blocks from my place. So I had breakfast nice. there. And, like, I'm sitting in the same booth. Uh, the Riviera is where they filmed it all. All Most of the casino, not all of them, but like 99% essentially. Not, like, almost all that movie, Casino, was filmed in a riv. Old I have a school. picture on the same phone they beat Don Rickles up on. <laughs> yeah, yeah good, uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, Ryan says, get Ace on in-game live. I'd like to, actually. I'd like yeah. to. The guy's a legend. I've always wanted to interview him, actually. All right, I'm doing the... I'm good doing the uh, so, what do you think of, uh, what do you think of Whale Capper? Whale Capper was pretty... Man, he's talking like Tennessee's a lock tonight, Cam. He's like, oh, yeah, convincingly, they can name their score. That's the, that's the thing, Gabe. Like, we, you know, we agree on a lot of stuff. We team up. It's always nice to win as a team. But I'm not seeing this game like Tennessee rolling these guys like other people. Jacksonville's a desperate team. They're at home. They played well against a Chiefs team that could be the best team in the NFL next to the Patriots. You know, they almost they had similar yardage to them. They outplayed Houston and lost. Very tough loss for them. If they get a two-point conversion, 
they beat these guys on the road. So, you know, Jacksonville kind of has that 0-2 record, but they're not that bad. Their defense keeps them in games. If Minshew cannot make mistakes, and, you know, it's all about the defense. I'm just concerned about Ramsey. I, I hope he goes out there and kicks some ass tonight instead of packs it in. Because if he plays with uh, with passion and, and he, he plays his usual game, I think it's going to be hard for Mariota and Tennessee. Mariota's one thing, Gabe, too. When you were at the Giants, uh, sorry, when you were at the, the week one game with, with the Bills there, um, I'll tell you, versus the Jets, that was the game that I watched here on TV. And Mariota, other than he's worse than Winston this way, missing open receivers, it's awful. His accuracy sometimes is like, I'm like, wow. Like, it's not, it hasn't got any better from Oregon. Like, he's still, he's okay. He can make some throws, but man, he, he makes a lot of real bad throws. And that's dangerous against Jacksonville. I think this game's going to be a three, four point game. That's why I'm doing the old middle teaser. Give me four. Four, four, four results. I think it's going to be tight. I like, I like your balls, Cam. I like it. Well, that came out wrong. That could be a, a Yang's going to play that. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40... 